Welcome to A Joy To Be Me, a podcast empowering women out of overwhelm, uncertainty, and breakdown to love and embrace who they are. Tune in to learn how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout and start following your ultimate bliss. It's time for the modern woman and mother to start taking her pleasure seriously and let her creativity flow and pursue her big and beautiful dreams. I'm your host, Lydia Joy. Let's have some fun. Hello, everyone. Lydia here. Stopping by to share a super quick episode with you. And today is September 9th, and it's allergy season, at least here on the East Coast where I am. Um, it's a major time of year where the weather's changing and schedules are changing. And a lot of my clients are complaining about allergic reactions of all kinds. So I wanted to talk about histamine intolerance today because it's seriously on the rise and I don't think people understand what it is. So I'm going to explain what it is to you really quickly because I want you to know about it. And then um, you'll understand by the end why I love the work that I do because it addresses so many things. So if you're someone who has, oof, okay, I'm, I'm going to list all the symptoms. It's not just obvious like seasonal allergies. It's way more, okay? But I'm going to tell you who's likely to suffer from this and what you can do about it. I'm not going to give you a step-by-step. I'm just going to give you some basic overview. And this is just going to be a primer. It's going to be real quick, okay? Because I want to bring some awareness in light of the season. All right, so let's dig in. What the heck is histamine intolerance? Well, histamine is an amine that is produced as a part of an immune response. This is so important right now. It also performs a lot of key functions in your body, and you need just enough to help you with blood flow, to help you digest your food, to help you move your bowels. Actually, histamine performs several functions in your functions in your bowel. Um, and it's even able to help us with attention because it acts as a neurotransmitter or a chemical messenger that carries signals to our nerves. So when we have just the right amount, we can do these things optimally, but when we have too much, we become intolerant to it and have reactions. All right. I'll tell you what those are in a second. I don't know if you're familiar with this at all. But there's this histamine bucket analogy. So you picture a bucket. And if you have too much histamine in your bucket, it will overflow and spill out. So that's kind of, you know, basically how it works in your body. If you have all these factors going on, causing your histamine bucket to fill up, and overflow, you need to understand what plays into that so you can keep your histamine bucket from overflowing, (laughs) which is what's going to reduce the inflammatory offenses that you personally experience. And it can be different for everyone. So really quick for me, for example, I've had histamine problems my whole life. When I'm in a season of stress, um, heightened stress, um, maybe my, my schedule is busier, like the shift from summer to school. Like it's quite a shift sometimes for some of us. So your, your, your adrenaline kicks up, your, your life is a little more stressful. Maybe the environmental allergens are kicking up, um, in your area where you live and maybe you're just super busy and you forget 
and you're eating more high histamine foods like, you know, process, uh, let's see what I'm trying to say. Um, fermented foods or aged foods or lunch meats or, you know, just different things. So if you're eating like really high histamine foods, you are getting exposed to a ton of environmental allergens and you are under more stress and it's not balanced or supported and your minerals are low. Uh, the mineral piece is huge to this. And then maybe you have GI issues. That all can create a, quite a histamine storm. So let me talk about the symptoms of histamine really quick. Common symptoms. There's a ton of them. Most people are only familiar with the allergic, allergic seasonal allergy and, and skin-related and breathing ones, but there's way more. So headaches and migraines, especially for women around menstruation. Uh, difficulty falling asleep and easy arousal during sleep, hypertension, vertigo or dizziness, arrhythmia or accelerated heart rate, difficulty regulating your body temperature, anxiety, nausea, vomiting, abdominal cramps, diarrhea, flushing, nasal congestion, sneezing, difficulty breathing, abnormal menstrual cycle, hives, or it's also called uticarial, eczema, low blood pressure, fatigue, and tissue swelling. Okay, that's a lot of stuff. doesn't mean you're going to have all of them. You could have a bunch and not others. Everyone's responses could look different. Some people may be more prone to others than other people. So it's nice to know there's a collection of these symptoms. The more you have, um, the more chances are there's a histamine issue behind it. And what causes high histamine? Well, there's a lot of things. And this, again, is why I love mineral balancing so much because we can address all of them. Uh, we can create a foundation for everyone and start to address all of them. Okay. So calcium and magnesium deficiency, um, that's a uh, behind it. So if you're deficient in both or one or the other, you will be more prone. Uh, copper deficiency. We need copper. Uh, I've been doing copper series guys. This is important, but we need copper to synthesize the DAO enzyme. Um, this is a histamine, uh, in enzyme. You could have poor methylation status or Genetic susceptibility, my boyfriend has um, one of the DAO enzyme SNPs plus plus, and he's had allergy problems his whole life. He's had such bad histamine problems his whole life. So some people are going to be more prone from their genetics um, than others. So that's a piece that is, is, is possible for some of you, but it's not usually the first place to start per se. Uh, nutrient deficiency. So we need so many key nutrients, um, to help run these methylation cycles and to run our pathways. So we need B12, folate, B6, B2, B1, zinc, copper, whole food C. You don't want to just go out and take all that. Um, you kind of want to address it more specifically to you. Um, but a lot of people are low in these things. A lot of people are burning. These things are nutrients you use up and are hard to store, and they're lost during stress. Um, some people might have IgE allergies. You would know by now if that's you. Um, my son has 
a couple of IgE allergies to environmental uh, things, cats, molds, certain things like that. Um, so you probably would know if that's the case. So if you have that and you're exposed, um, that's going to trigger some histamine in your body. Bacterial overgrowth, such as SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, uh, will play a role. Leaky gut, GI bleeding, um, that's a more serious condition that, you know, you're going to need to go and take care of with your medical provider. You would know. <laughs> you would know by your stool. Um, consuming a lot of fermented foods and drinks. Um, ferment, fermented Things when you are already having these histamine responses will just make it worse. So a lot of people will complain about how they get migraines when they drink wine or, or something like that. And that's, that's an obvious connection. You aren't able to deal with the histamine. Um, the DAO deficiency, diamine oxidase, uh, histamine rich foods also. So aged foods, leftovers, leftovers y'all. I don't know about you, but when life gets busy, when you're in stress, you may forget and leave foods in the fridge and just eat them. If you do that a lot and then you're eating other histamine-rich foods on top of it, um, you know, that's a real big problem. And then in the real food circles and holistic health circles I'm in, a lot of people eat, get carried away with ferments. And they can be very high in histamine if they're not properly done, which I'm not going to get into that today. And, you know, if you're already overflowing in your histamine bucket, the fermented foods that were taught are so healthy for us are not going to be helping you right now. You've got to do something different. And then estrogen excess, hormonal excess um, can be a really big problem too. So what can we do? All right. There's a lot of things. <laughs> it's not always a um, overnight process, but I've had clients who literally within two, like one to two weeks of having severe histamine problems made just a couple changes and it made a significant difference. Now, again, everyone's going to be different, but obviously clean diet, good quality sourced food, um, not high in histamine while you're having the responses and the reactions, you want to kind of reduce your histamine and swap it out for foods that are not high in histamine until you do some healing. Um, reduce your stress. <sighs> I wish this one was the one that everyone would just like make their number one priority in life. But unfortunately it's just, we have a lot of, we have a lot of hypervigilance in this culture, but your stress it's just going to be a trigger. So you got to reduce the stress, calm the body down, calm that stress response down, get your nervous system calmed down, support your adrenals. Your adrenals have a big role to play and everyone's going to be different. And that's something that, you know, you're going to want to make sure you know how to dress specifically for you. Reduce overall inflammation in your body. This is vast. There's so many ways you can reduce inflammation. It's beautiful. You can just take baby steps and keep going. Um, but everyone's going to have a little bit of a different inflammation, inflammatory issue going on. So you want to kind of dig into that if you're having ongoing histamine problems. And then minerals. Minerals are huge. 
magnesium, calcium, copper, they all play in histamine issues. And I promise you, no one is getting these right. The more um, extreme these are, especially in a deficient state. So someone who has deficiency of all three and they're more of a fast oxidative uh, state, um, the cells become more permeable. You don't have these stabilizing minerals. You can have a higher uh, increased kind of root response to, to histamine. One of my favorites, and you can go on my website. I have a blog post. I'll put it in the show notes for nettles tea. Nettles is uh, an amazing herb. It's actually a food as well. It's a plant. Um, and when it's dried, it's considered like an herb. You can make a tonic beverage out of it. They are high in magnesium, calcium, potassium, boron, chromium, and manganese. And they are a natural antihistamine. So I love them because they are natural. I'm not encouraging you to go to the store and get your OTC antihistamines because I don't think they heal you. I think they're a Band-Aid. So if you're that person and that's all you want to do, go for it. See you bye. You can do that if you want. If you're ready to do the deep digging to do the root work to recover your body, stick around. <laughs> I understand in a pinch, you know, wanting to use them until you learn the habits to create a healthy lifestyle. But having a natural antihistamine gives you nourishment and the nourishment is needed to do the repair. So like, you know, an antihistamine and over the counter is not going to do repair. It's just going to, you know, band-aid the symptom and sometimes give you some side effects too, by the way. So I love nettles, natural antihistamine. I have a wonderful blog post all about it with a, um, you can sign up and get my recipes and learn more. Um, so I highly encourage that. I've gotten rave, rave, rave reviews from many people uh, starting to use nettles. And this is a great time of year to get started with that. They help balance your blood sugar, your blood pressure. They're amazing for your adrenals, liver, and kidneys, all which play a role in this whole histamine thing. The next thing you want to do is make sure when you're symptomatic, you reduce your higher histamine foods. You just, it's, you just got to pay attention to that. Otherwise you're going to keep, um, you're just going to make it worse. <laughs> so just take a break, cut them back. Um, some people need enzymes and some people, you know, if they've done all of this and they've been really good, consistent about it, and they're still struggling, that's when you want to get some genetic testing done to see if you have the SNPs um, and just methylation related issues that need to be addressed more specifically and targeted that way. But I love HTMA for getting deeper into issues with histamine. Um, one reason is because, like I said, the low magnesium, copper, the weak adrenals all contribute to issues with histamine. And um, so certain people, certain patterns will have more noticeable struggle with histamine. And, um, you know, we can make some tweaks to really make a dramatic difference. And um, but the beautiful thing is, is you marry the whole picture of you with your test results and you can kind of cover all those bases and really start to um, repair and nourish the body because it's not the elimination that will ever heal you. It's not the Band-Aid approach that will ever heal you. It's the 
you know, it's the nutrition and the nourishment and the rebuilding and the learning the new habits and the lifestyle um, stress relief practices and, and so on and so forth. So just wanted to bring that to your attention today because it is a time of year where this can be extra problematic for many, many people, especially where I live. I live outside of Philadelphia on the East Coast. So I hope you found that helpful. And uh, stay tuned. I've got some pretty cool podcast episodes coming soon. All for now, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Joy to Be Me. I will see you on the next episode. Please share this episode, tell a friend, or tag me on Instagram at LydiaJoyMe. And if you like the show, rate or review. Five stars are great. On whatever platform you are listening, Google Play, iTunes, just leave a comment there. It totally helps me out. I appreciate you.